0: What's up?
1: Hey, hold on. Come on here. What's up? Yeah. All right, let's do a little sound check here. Uh yeah, you hear me okay? Loud and clear. Okay, great, great, great. All right. oh this through my mobile device um, do this on my uh, laptop because I've
0: Daniel, did you bail again?
1: All right. Yeah. Just give me one second because I have to, I forgot I have to use my other Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi that I'm using may have a weak connection, so I have to turn my other one on. So if you hear me get quiet, it's because it's messing up on my end. So. But you guys hear me okay right now? Yeah. All right, great. Just hopefully this works out until I can turn my other Wi-Fi on. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. So, yeah, with us tonight, we got Alyssa and Zach. Uh, we may have Pat joining us. I'm not sure if Pat's going to be coming on or not. So. Um, meanwhile, I thought since, uh, while we're getting situated and everything, uh, Zach, it is – uh. It is known that you have your own radio podcast show. Um, Since we're uh, on here doing some, uh, how about you tell us a little bit about that and when you plan on uh, start recording? One second.
0: I had to finish. It's not polite to talk with your mouth full. I'm eating some of my granddad's barbecue.
1: Oh, okay. I thought you were eating. It sounded like you were. All right. No, but this new podcast
0: that we're launching is called Wrestling with Monsters. Um, it's a podcast for wrestlers, wrestling fans, and cryptid enthusiasts alike. Um we're planning on on launching it this Friday night. Um they're like <coughs> every um uh, episode that you see, they're all pre recorded episodes. So the episodes will be released at seven o'clock p uh, p m Central Standard Time every Friday starting January the first, and um it will go and compromise it will uh come uh, it will it will be hosted by me, uh, Ben Bishop, and Stacy Coughlin. All three of us are uh, wrestler wrestlers or former wrestlers. Um. Stacy's long retired now, but all three of us share the same uh, fascination with cryptids. So we're going to be doing that. Basically, we'll be uh, on the first episode. There will not be any special guest, but we're going to be um, interviewing each other. So that way, everybody that is new to the podcast um, will be able to get to know, you know, the host, where we're from and all that good stuff. And then also we have a new blog uh, named under the same the same style on WordPress.com um, called Wrestling with Monsters uh, Blog. And we post um, uh, every other day on blogs, whether it be about professional wrestling or if it is about uh, anything cryptid-related, stories, um, reports that have been made, uh, both old and new and um, theories that we have and such. So be sure to go and check them all out. Find us on Facebook, uh, Wrestling With Monsters, Facebook page. Um, It's really actually taken off. I just made the page today, and we're just about to break 200 likes, which is the fastest that we've ever done on anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I made mine uh, my Facebook page for the radio podcast. I actually made mine earlier today when I was at work, and (laughs) – Yeah, it looks like you're almost already passing me in on likes and follows. I mean, I'm over two hundred on both likes and follows already just from since I created it earlier today. But uh I created the Facebook page uh as a secondary platform so you know I could actually upload and share uh all the podcast episodes directly to there and then they could be distributed out from there. Um, well, you
0: know, Daniel, I can't help it. I'm a lot cuter than you.
2: <laughs>
1: okay, no comment. <laughs> so, uh, well, <laughs> well, yeah, you made a listen laugh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, but um, yeah, That's listen, so you're gonna amazing. you'll learn that we're um that we get a little silly and crazy sometimes. We're pretty laid back and chill on here, so. <laughs> We're uh, practically like brothers. That's all.
2: <laughs> yeah, nothing <wrong> with that.
1: <laughs> yeah, his, his mom gets a kick out of it when I pick on him. We pick on each other, and we do it all the time on Facebook. I'm o- I'm on. Uh, I'm always photoshopping pictures of Zach and doing silly things. Most of the time, of being, most of the time, of him being a midget.
0: <laughs> Dad or posing or posing around a freaking bronco, or getting chased by a freaking chicken.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> asshole! <laughs> you know, I I have this rated G. Now I have to change the rating on this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should have told me that. No.
0: Nah. Hey, you go and you got. You can edit this thing. You got your laptop. You they've got a uh, seven second delay uh, sound effect on there. You can cover it all up.
1: Well, technically, I can if I download this. Yeah, if I download it and upload it to my laptop, because I have software on there that I when I do my videos and and everything, I can do video and audio on my software. But so um, normally I'm too tired to do that during the week. The weekends would be the only time I do that. But I got my uh I've I been getting my grandson on the weekend. So cause my my daughter and grandson were with me for the holidays, which was awesome. So. Yeah, that was a good time. I really enjoyed myself over the weekend. You know, I had four days off of work, had the baby and my daughter here. So, but, uh, so it's all good. Um, yeah, fingers
0: crossed I may be going and get me a new job here pretty soon. I'm going tomorrow to apply to be a dog catcher.
1: <laughs> a dog catcher? Yep. Well, you know, I think good practice would be go after – go catch a dog man. <laughs> I don't know.
0: That's a little bit more uh, <laughs> tooth and nail than I'd want to get. <laughs> I don't think a trank gun would go in, or a catch pole would go and help that. Uh, that thing might take and take me, use me for fishing bait after he gets it off of that catch pole and hangs me from
1: it. Well, you get get your crew together over there in Illinois, and uh, you know, hey, like boys, we got a job to do. <laughs>
2: I got dog Oh, oh yeah, we're over in Ohio? Yeah, in my town, actually. My judge had a sighting a couple of years ago and it actually stalked him. And, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah <gasps> I'm terrified of the dog band. I'm like, great, now I have one oh, in the town.
1: Now, place what is. part of Ohio do you live in? <laughs>
2: Okay. So, have you heard of the um, defiance, the defiance, defiance dog right? man, defiance, Ohio? Yes, I don't know that far from the defiance. Oh,
1: okay. Now, of course, the only time I've been to Ohio, yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, is when I went to the Ohio Bigfoot Conference in 2017, and um, now, how far do you live yeah. from that area, from where the uh, the park is? Oh, two hours. Okay, like two hours. All right. Yeah, I think yeah. what I uh, I think it was about. It, it took me about a good five hours from because I'm here in Virginia, so. So yeah, it took me about well, five hours. It,
0: it took you that long because oh, you had to you, go man. up there in the Harper's Ferry and pick Shaky up.
1: Yeah, yeah, I had to. Yeah, yeah, because that was a good hour out of the way. But then again, I don't know um, if it would be quicker if I were shoot over from from down from where I live. You know. Um. I'm not sure. I haven't tried to head out that way from this direction before, you know, without going up, headed up north first, but,
0: huh. Um, oh, with me, all you got to do is go down to Fishersville and hop 64 and just ride it all the way to Illinois.
1: Yeah. And yeah. i uh, out
0: about 40 miles north of me.
1: Huh. Now, uh, uh, Alyssa, um, yeah, mm-hmm. if you don't mind, uh, I'd like to put you on the spot for a little bit here and there. Um, now,
2: oh,
1: yay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, now what? Uh, I was wondering if you could give us a little bit of, uh, some feedback, a little bit of intel on, uh, what got you involved with being a cryptid, uh, huntress. And, uh, we have West Park interest in getting involved with all this.
2: Well, it's something I've always been into since I was little. I guess it starts with any basic thing. I always watch, like, don't, like King Kong. I love this I girl. with my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> so it's something I've always been into. You know, I have, like, a whole bunch of books I've always read and things like that. And then I really became a believer back in... When I went to Creature Weekend back in 2013 or 14, I don't remember what year, and, you know, I saw a fork, you know, the place known for Bigfoot. It was about, I know, it was really late at night, me and my mom, my dad, and my cousin, we were laying, out, was, was camping, was, he, my cousin was asleep because he wasn't feeling good, so it was... Listening to the crickets, the coyotes, and and the mix of the coyotes was this howl that literally everything stopped. The cricket stopped, the owl stopped, the coyote stopped. It was so quiet. If somebody probably dropped a pen, you could have heard it. It stopped. I'm like, okay, that's a little eerie because I've never heard a sound like that. And I go camping and hiking all the time. So I'm pretty familiar with the sounds of the woods. Like, like bobcats coyotes owls and things like that so i got home and did a little research and i guess a week before there was a bigfoot sighting at the campsite i was at a bigfoot getting oh, wow. into a trash can <laughs> so i'm like okay so i got a little bit more into it and you know, all the conferences I go to meet more people and talk about their experiences, what happens. And then, so I had my first sighting oh. maybe two years ago? Nice. Yeah, about two years ago. Because, um, you know, I go to like the Mothman Festival oh, yeah. and everything. And my friend. Has property not that far from Point Pleasant in um the Wayne National Forest, he owns a cabin, so we stay there where his property is very active, like very active, and we have a gifting area and everything, and we came back during the day to eat lunch, and I was walking back in the woods, and I was just talking to the woods. And all of a sudden, I had—I looked up and I seen something step out behind the tree. And all I seen was its head and its shoulders. And it was like a reddish, brownish creature about eight foot. And I'm like, "Well wow. <laughs> then."
1: Were you able amazing. to capture or pick up any kind of facial features at all?
2: It looked like it was dark, like the face, but it looked like a man, like that right. like ape, like its face. And I was just was sitting and looking at me and had like a face was like a blackish kinda of like an it was like a caveman yeah. like its face. Like pretty much the best way to describe it was a caveman. But I didn't get looked very because it came out and then went back after I seen after we made eye contact. I was like, okay, peace out. Wow. I'm That's <laughs> But every time I've been there, I've always heard wood knocks, whistles, fine footprints, tree knocks. Uh, me and my mom have actually heard the, uh, the oh, yeah, Samurai yeah. chatter. Last year, we went for my birthday to stay with him. And we wasn't at his property, but he took me somewhere else. We went without, it was late at night. And we were sitting out there. First, we heard something big thrown in the creek. So we're trying to figure out what that was. And me and my mom heard something walking in the woods. And me and her both heard like, like, cinema chatter is the best way to describe it. And she looked at each other like, Did you hear that? She's like, Yes. Yeah. think like, okay, I'm not hearing, I'm not hearing things. It was, it was just. Yeah, I didn't know how explain huh.
1: it was weird. Yeah, I personally, I know I've been asked if I've ever heard that before. I'm familiar with other people talking about it. I've heard quite a bit of that, you know. Um the summer trade. I'm always trying to listen out for that. Uh, I can't say for sure that like I personally have ever heard it. But I know a lot of eyewitnesses yeah. and people in uh, you know various areas have have experienced that. So <laughs>
2: Yeah, I was not expecting it because it was a quiet night or whatever, through like a rock or something in the creek. Hmm. So we wasn't thinking nothing of it because it was kind of, it was in April. So we we was like right by the rocks. So we're like, okay, whatever. But other than what we heard walking and that cinema chatter, it was a quiet night.
1: Hmm.
2: Like we didn't hear no wood knocks or nothing.
1: Wow, and this was uh. This was two years ago, so 2018, and I'm assuming this was in the middle of summer, was it?
2: Yes. September. It was, okay. Um, September. No, that's it. So it was like I guess like end of summer, beginning of fall, kind yeah. of.
1: Yeah. No, thing. I, I actually find that very interesting. I'll, I'll share. I'll tell you why because, you know, with experiences of activity, uh, not just my encounter. But my experiences with my activity and where others have shared their stories um, in the time of year that they shared their encounters, when they had their encounters or sightings or whatever, they always seem to fall around either early to mid-spring and early to mid-fall. Hmm. And I, I start, you know, and, you know, things happen between, you know, in the warmer weather, but it's like these times of year is like when... You know, because think about it, it's not so hot, but it's not so cool either. It's comfortable weather, you know. So
2: yeah,
1: I, I just think there's something about those times of year that will produce activity.
2: Maybe, maybe because it's well, not too hot and it's cold, and they're probably more comfortable. Being right, out walking around. Because
1: yeah, think about the summertime where it's so hot, and even for us, you know, if we spend too much time outside, <coughs> it's very hot, and we can get miserable, uncomfortable. You know. Yeah.
2: And then think about them, covered in hair. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, so they have to be, you know, I
1: mean, up. I mean, yeah, I mean, where you would think they would be spending more time, you know, during those times, it would be bunkered down around, like, I would assume, like, rock ledges and stuff like that, where it's cooler, and.
2: Actually, where my friend's property at, it's. Kind of outside ah. of the cave,
1: okay. Yeah, yes. and ca- ca- most caves are usually pretty cool, so
2: yes. Like, um, there was like a rock ledge behind, and down a little bit farther, I could see through it, I can <coughs> see through it, but there's something there. But it's definitely a cave you can see something put stuff over hmm. it.
1: interesting. Um, yeah. R-
2: but we, you know, we don't bother them, and they don't bother us, so they just do oh, the yeah. own
1: thing. Oh uh, yeah, and care. I'm sure they they know you're around when you come around, you know? Because
2: they do. They actually, we leave them like food and stuff, and they and they bring oh, us gifts. Nice.
1: Like what kind of stuff have they brought you?
2: So, um, not that long ago, my friend, because he <sighs> brings like apples and onions and stuff out there. Not that long ago, my friend, they left him uh, a deer leg on the offering stuff, oh, like an actual nice. deer leg.
1: That's pretty cool like this.
2: Yeah, and I know there's raccoons and stuff out there, but raccoons cannot leave stuff like that. Like, he left out peanut butter, like in the jar still, like opened it, and, and went missing and came back emptied, and with the lid wow. still on it. That's not a raccoon. That's not a bear. Not- it's not a coyote. That's something that has yeah. actual hands. I mean,
1: to find it empty with the lid put back on it. Yeah, that's, there's definitely
2: Because awesome. I'm, I like to, debunk, like, when I'm out in the woods, I always try to debunk when something happens, try and find, like, a reason for it. <laughs> but there was no way a coyote and stuff would bring back an empty. Like, when I went, we made biscuits and gravy. We took out a paper plate. It was gone, and it came back, and it was back on the place with a rock on top of it.
1: Huh. Now, just out of curiosity, have you ever tried to put anything out there, like, non-food-wise? Like, any other kind of, like, other objects?
2: I don't know if he does, but he goes out once in a while, because he has a drum. He plays out back. Sometimes he hears in the distance them trying to play, like, hit, like, on the trees, like, matched the beat with Oh, wow. Him.
1: That's interesting.
2: Yeah, and one night, I don't know what was going on, but one night he messaged me saying that he heard them growling at something.
1: Growl? Oh, wow.
2: But there was a lot of coon hunters out there, so he thinks he might have came across him or something. Because he's been there for a long time. He's never heard them growl. He heard them, like, cow kind of do their... Kind of thing, but he said they didn't sound very happy.
1: Huh.
2: And it, it, it scared him too, because he was sitting outside, and um he just came home from work, and he seen something run in front of headlights at first, and then in the distance, in the back, he heard something growl. So he's okay. I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna leave you alone. But. That's the first time and last time he ever heard them
1: growl. Hmm. Did he, now you said you said it sounded like it was like they were angry or something. I mean, how would you describe? The, it was like a maybe like a deep guttural kind of growl or.
2: He wasn't. He didn't tell me like what kind of growl it was because he was just telling. Like every time something happens, he tells me about it. Hmm. Like, if there was a wood knock, he tells me about it. Like, one time, um, last year, I think it was, because he lives in the middle of nowhere. Like, his closest neighbor is like, five miles. and It's all Amish around him. And he's seeing a car come by, and he's seeing him break down a tree and run off with it. And he told me about that. Oh my, like,
1: that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, uh, this, uh, this is a friend of yours that you're telling me about, right? Now, yeah. How often uh, do you meet up to go out with them?
2: Um, I haven't been in a while because of the oh. COVID thing. And since I work in, in a nursing home, I've been trying to stay away from everybody. Oh, uh, yeah. Because my work, again, has been hit with COVID. So I try to stay away from He's an old. Oh, he's older. Okay. And I mean, I... I'm always I'm invited to go there whenever I want, but right now,
1: yeah,
2: let me. I'm trying to keep my distance, even though he understands. But he's dying. We're both dying to go back out there because it's you know relaxing. I get no phone service. It's just nice and it's a nice away. Oh yeah, away. absolutely. But right now, it's I haven't even seen my grandparents, so.
1: Huh.
2: It's still out oh, okay.
1: Yeah, while you were talking, I had to send Zach a message or two there cause his shut he, up. <laughs> he's loud. His all his noise are coming across the microphones. So. <laughs> so yeah, but uh, he, I, I guess he didn't realize. Wait, wait till you have me on yours, Zach. I'm gonna be enter- very entertaining for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, okay. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be snorting and breathing real heavy. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Uh, yeah. Um, now, uh, Alyssa, yeah, I'm assuming you get when the uh, Ohio Bigfoot Conference comes along, you uh, usually attend that pretty much every year, don't you?
2: I try to, but last year I didn't get to because I had a conference about the same time. Oh, okay. So it's kind of hard for me to like go to conferences now since I'm speaking at them, which is pretty oh, cool yeah. for me. I still try to attend conferences if I can, but last year I went my very first conference I spoke out was about the same week, a week after as OBC, so like this is way more important. Yeah. Then, but I still went because Cliff and Bubba was there. I had to go see them. Oh yeah. (laughs) But. I only stayed for a couple, like, I stayed for a couple hours because it's not that far from me. So, we just went and said hi to them and hung out and came back home. Oh, that's
1: cool. Yeah, I thought it was a
2: cool... Usually, I would stay. What's that? <laughs> but, usually, we stay, like, the whole weekend. Oh, day. yeah. But since my conference, because that was all the way, my, my first conference was, like, all the way in Pennsylvania.
1: Hmm.
2: So, we had to get that together. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, as far as, you know, this year, 2020, we all know it's been a disaster. And, uh, I know. <laughs> and there's so many, so I many mean... different events, like a lot of Bigfoot events and other, you know, uh, cryptid, uh, events had to postpone and cancel. And, and I was actually surprised the, the new one in Gatlinsburg, Tennessee actually took place. And, me too. Um, I heard some feedback from people that attended this. You know, they said it, it was okay. Uh, I mean, they did real good at keeping people separated. Everybody wore masks, but. Uh, yeah,
2: that's what they told me too.
1: And, you know, as far as the vendors, they didn't have many vendors there because of, you know, they tried to keep the pop. Nope. You know, so then, you know, so it's like, it's like a lot, a couple of people said they should have just went along and postponed it, but. You know, and trust me. As much as I wanted to have our event, there would have been nobody there because even the venue contacted me after I after I told them I said I'm postponed until 2021. They said, "Well, if you still want to, if you still yeah. want to have it, you could have up to 200 people or 250." I think they told me. I was like, "No." I said, "You know, the thing is, I said with the people that we've been averaging at our events, it, it's a little bit more than that." And then plus, if you include, I got a lot of vendors this mm-hmm. year, you know. I've actually got more added to the list. So we're going to have a lot of vendors. Although most of the vendors will nice. Yeah. Most of them will be set up outside. Now we'll have vendors inside. But um most of the vendors that will be inside will be the speakers. All the speakers will have uh, have a booth and table set up inside. Um but you know, it's just the main part of the, the venue is open and that's where the you know, the speakers are going to be doing their presentation. So uh, but there is a side room where there'll, there'll be some vendors in in one of the side rooms of the venue. So, um, so yeah, it should be, uh, pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I'm working on, uh, I got, I pretty much got all the speakers set up and, um, you know, cause there was one or two, I think that couldn't do it, but, uh, but it worked out great because we picked up a couple new ones. Um, so Zach, I hope you, it,
2: I'm excited. Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. I hope Zach can make it out there uh, this, this coming year if everything works out. So, I don't know. What do you think, Zach? You think you might be able to make it out there? Which one? To yours? To my comp- – yeah. I don't know. I've been want- I've been thinking about it. The North Carolina Squatch Watchers, they're coming back. So, You know, the, the She-Squatchers will be there. They've already confirmed. 'Cause Tammy, she doesn't live out west no Where She lives here in Virginia, down by Virginia Beach. She's like three hours from uh from here. So yeah. So um yeah, because I know uh Jen Cruz Jen told me that she said, Oh yeah, she'll be um uh, she'll be happy to visit with you know Tammy again. So yeah. So yeah, they're definitely gonna be there. Um and Miss Alyssa will be there. So yep.
2: Yeah, that's gonna be my first time in Virginia too, so I'm excited. Oh
1: yeah, wait till you come in. You know, wait till you travel down. You're gonna see the mountains, and you're gonna fall in love with the country.
2: Oh, I love going to mountains.
1: Yeah, I mean our mountains ain't as big as they are out west, but you know I love our mountains that we have here in Virginia.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I got one in North Carolina next year too. I'm pretty excited
1: about. Oh, okay. Now, which one is that? Is that the Western, the WNC, the Western North Carolina Conference, or
2: no? It's uh, it's in Littleton.
1: Oh, oh, okay, yeah. I spoke there uh, in 2019. Yeah.
2: And I'm beyond excited because Ken Gearheart is going to be there with me. So I am, like, super excited. Yeah,
1: that's that's a good one right there. I might have to try to take a ride down for that one.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I'm just excited because I've always listened to Ken speak because he's great. You know, I get to speak at one with him. So I'm, like, I'm so happy get to be Speaking a conference with him, it's just so exciting.
1: Yeah, I've never met Ken Gearhart, but I.
2: He is a great person.
1: Yeah, long time ago we had him on one of our old podcasts on on our Google Hangouts on uh, on YouTube. We had a live uh, podcast with him, and uh, that that actually that went really well. That went really well, but um, yeah, people like him, I would love to have him. Uh, you know, have them attend my event, but. You know, I'm pretty much the only one funding everything, so I have to consider my yeah. funds. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. you know, obtaining sponsors is very difficult. <laughs> it's not as easy, as me, yeah, you a, know. But
2: I'm made him a made him a close. I love. He helps me when I need stuff. I like with my book or something. If I need help with something, I usually call him, and he helps me. I actually had him on my other podcast. That was
1: fun. Hey, maybe <laughs> maybe you should give him a call and say, Look, you should come speak down in Virginia at the ECBR or Virginia Bigfoot Conference. Well, like, he can't afford
2: it. Other things, because <coughs> I don't know if, what for sure next year has for him. Yeah.
1: because you could always tell him, I was like, Well, I, mean, like, I don't think they can afford you, but they can at least get you a discount at a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> so, because I, I, uh, I do have a. Um, I need to uh, go down there and get it re-registered or set up. But, um, there is a hotel just South of the venue that is, uh, they, they give us a uh, limited amount of rooms, uh, at a discounted price for attendees and stuff. So, and there's another new hotel that's just North of the venue, which I'm going to go speak to them, see if I can set something up with them. Um, so that would be great. That way, depending on which, uh, which direction people are coming from, you know, they'll have a choice of either one. So, but, uh, oh yeah so but um so yeah i'm gonna work on i'm de- I, I mean the one just south of the venue that won't be a problem that's easy to set up with them because uh they know they understood the situation where we got to postpone so um yeah there's a there's a few little minor details i gotta finish working out but pretty much everything's come together pretty well so yeah
2: slowly but surely that's all that matters
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> um, <coughs> now I tell you what guys I had some I had a few things written down. Uh I, I, I wrote these down just you know earlier. This nothing major. Um actually we kind of went over things here. Uh well you shared your Bigfoot sighting and everything. And um now let me come back to Zach real quick. Um I know Zach, we've had a few discussions, and we went over a few things and, um about Illinois and everything um, is there what's the latest what's the latest going on in illinois um, Has there been any new reports um, that you would like to share?
0: I mean <clears throat> really, there's nothing relatively new, but there has been um this report this uh this guy's been commenting a lot on my youtube channel here lately the there's this um <clears throat> let me see if i can find it uh because i can't remember the name of the town it's a town in northern illinois called it's called uh Sonnen, uh s a u n e m i n and there is actually i've been doing a lot of research on because this guy's just been hammering it home with me um <clears throat> called the the five mile the Sonnen, uh giant which I mean, it's been reported since about the '30s uh, along Five Mile Creek in northern yeah. Illinois. This uh, bigfoot creature that they're reporting—some people say it's a, a giant bigfoot, or it could be a giant ghost. Um, the thing is supposed to have like white hair, and uh, I've I've been ha- I've been hammering it a lot into my research and everything. Um, nice. Other than that, I mean, there was um, a guy that I was actually down at his house here not too long ago, and I talked with him and his son. They actually attended my uh, my conf my uh, not conference my seminar that I did here back in two thousand nineteen in July, whenever the uh, alt alt news twenty six forty six had me on their show, and he showed me a lot of the places. that uh, he's had encounters at on his property. One of the places, he lives right out in the middle of old strip mine country, right outside of Carrier Mills. And he showed me this place because we was looking at places for me to have my camp out coming in the spring. And um, they're hosting it, but he was showing me this one spot, and he said up on top of this spoil pile, which is where you see with strip mines, those big, high, uh, (laughs) steep piles of dirt with the trees growing on them they were up there deer hunting and he was walking up the trail and he heard one on top of a spoil pile. Well, here's the thing that spoil pile isn't even that even 50 yards from his house. Hmm. And that's about two what? miles from carrier mills.
1: Oh, okay. Hey, carrier
0: mills mill. That's where you live, right? I live about seven miles from carrier mills. I live in the carrier mills mailing, uh, mailing, uh, route.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Cause I, yeah. Cause isn't that the because, uh, carrier mills? that's the address you gave me when I sent you something one time, right? Right. Oh, okay. I got you. Now, uh, you mentioned this thing has been reported to have white hair and it's been seen since uh, or reported since the thirties. Yep. Um, as far as you know, do you know, has it always been reported to have white hair? Uh, as, as far
0: as the reports that I've found actually, um, uh, it's, hold on a minute, I got a darn cat in here. Go on. Go on. <laughs> I, I, I hear. <laughs> Je- Jezebel's in heat again, and she always starts griping whenever I'm on the phone with somebody. <laughs> She'll be quiet all freaking day long, but as soon as someone starts talking, she starts screaming at him. That's funny. <laughs> but oh, Lord. getting back to that, no, from the reports that I've found, um, there's not really much on it, but from what I've found, a lot of the folks have actually gone and reported that it actually did have a a white coat
1: okay now because so the reason I asked that it made me wonder if like has it been you know if it 's always had white hair or has it been had only the white hair in the recent reports because' cause, you know sometimes you like to think i've heard of other reports of you know Bigfoot having. Either white, the grayish hair. And I've always wondered, is that just natural or has that been over a period of time, like we get gray hair as we get older, you know? Well, there's
0: actually something else that's, uh, I just actually pulled up on Google Maps because something else struck my mind. Um, About an hour and a half away from uh, Sonnen, Illinois, is Peking, Illinois. Um, And there's a place there that I've actually read about where this other Bigfoot that was seen swimming across the Illinois River, um, ca- called Cahomo, the Coal Hollow uh road monster. And it was supposed to be like a white a white haired Bigfoot approximately ten feet tall. Um that people have seen that thing's been aggressive towards humans.
1: Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Uh Alyssa, have you ever heard of any reports of uh like a white haired Bigfoot
2: I have, but I don't think I've been in Ohio. Oh, I've okay. i bigfoot brings a lot, but I might have to do some research later about see if there's any been in Ohio.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I can't say I've ever heard of any here in Virginia. Um, so I wonder Most of the reports and the like, sightings...
2: Same with gorillas. like, The older they get, the whiter they get. So I wonder <sighs> if the white bigfoots are older and more of the dominant ones. But right. yeah, no, I, as I know of, I haven't heard in Ohio. But when we get off, I'm definitely gonna go check it out now.
1: Yeah, because the the only descriptions of hair color I've I've gathered here in Virginia, I think there might have been like one gray color I've ever heard of. But as far as most of them are usually jet black hair for whatever, or like a brown mm-hmm. to reddish brown. Um, I've
2: heard of black. They're the
1: only common ones brown, I've ever heard of.
2: Red, but I don't think I'll have to. I'm gonna have to look that up. That's gonna drive me crazy.
0: <laughs> Here's a report I actually found on Fandom. Uh, it was on new dash cryptozoology dot fandom dot com. Um, new cryptozoology wiki. This is an article about Cahomo. It says, In May 1972, there were new reports coming in from the Peking and Peoria, Illinois area. In late May, a young man named Randy Emmert and some friends reported a large hairy creature near Coal Hollow Road. The monster was 8 to 10 feet tall and and whitish in color. The witnesses stated that it made a loud screeching sound and that they suspected that it was living in a hole beneath an abandoned house. It also left very unusual tracks, having only three toes on each foot. Soon, others were reporting the same monster, and it became known as Cahomo, short for the Coal Hollow Road Monster.
2: I've heard of that. on,
0: on On May 25th, local police logged more than 200 calls about the monster, including one where the creature destroyed a fence. The police departments were naturally skeptical about the calls, uh, but the calls kept coming in. By July 1972, there had been so many sightings that when 100 volunteers were organized to search for Kahomo, finally Tazewell County Sheriff's officers sent the volunteers home. Um, uh, sent the volunteers home after one of them, Carl R. Harris, accidentally shot himself in the leg with a 22 caliber <laughs> pistol. The sightings continued, and they couldn't be written off to local panic either. One witness from Eureka knew nothing about the creature, yet happened to be in Fond du Lac Park in East Peoria for a birthday party. He sighted the creature. Como was seen again on July 27, 1972, as East Peoria police reported that he was spotted by two reliable citizens swimming in the Illinois River. They got close enough to him to know that he smelled awful and looked like a cross between an ape and a caveman. After that, Kohomo was gone. Wow. But this is more of a current story. I mean, it's not like three or four weeks ago. It happened back in 2006.
1: You know, well, one thing I picked out of that story that kind of uh, stuck with me, uh, and I've heard this in other locations, but the free toes, the free toes is what got me. Because, you know what I've heard of other Bigfoot reports of here I've heard rare it's rare it's rare but I've heard so it, I have I. that Bigfoot's been known to have um what's the other one uh isn't the oh, I don't want to Honey Island Falk Swamp Al- Monster. Al- Al- yeah, the uh, the Falk Alcassar monster. Wasn't that known to have three yes. toes? Yeah. Yeah. See that's what that's interesting though. Makes you wonder about three toes. What's the cause of that? Is that something natural, something in their gene? Uh, you know, could that be something from interbreeding? You know, makes you really wonder what that could be from. So, but I mean, you know, a lot of people ask about the Bigfoot's interbreeding. And, and you know, the thing is, I don't think that's impossible. I mean, they don't look better like we do. I mean, it could be very possible,
0: you know. Well, I mean, so, it's I mean, it's possible. It could be a result of inbreeding. Um, I mean, there's even with our cattle. Sometimes we've had some that uh, interbred, like the the bull uh, bred his mother, and the mother had a calf, and that calf came out and had like an extra leg or two tails. Wow. So it, it could be a genetic uh, genetic mutation because you know. Splitting up the gene, not splitting the genes up, and you know, you're getting two in the same thing,
1: right? Right, yeah, that's interesting, that makes sense, huh? So, I will always consider that as a very strong possibility of the result of something like that. But, um, I mean, then again, you we don't know this because you know, there's so much we don't know about these creatures, you know, so and you know, I call them creatures, I call them beings, I call them subjects. I get, I get, I usually get ridiculed if I, I name them creatures. Cause I've had people tell me they're not creatures, they're humans. I said, well, we don't know that either. <laughs> we could assume, well, you know, but, but that's another whole subject right there in itself. Um, you know, um, so now that's interesting. Thanks for sharing that, Zach. Uh, I'm glad you came across that. that that's interesting. There's a, and, uh, another
0: one right here that I actually just pulled up on Cryptid Wiki. Um, that's.
1: Wait, Zach, I think I lost you. Zach, you there? <laughs> Zach, can you hear me?
2: Yeah. I'm Alyssa, still here. are you
1: there? Okay, for some reason Zach went <laughs> quiet.
2: Bigfoot got him.
1: <laughs> he's still showing. He's in, he's still in here, but I don't know <laughs> if he muted himself or what.
2: It's like the one to go legend. If you mention his name, I... so uh, he mentioned Bigfoot, so Bigfoot came and stole him.
1: <laughs> Bigfoot didn't like him telling the story. <laughs> oh my, Zach. I don't know if you can hear us, but we don't hear you. Check your mic. Or either that, jump off and come back in. <laughs> but it's yeah, showing that he's still connected with us. So, huh? Okay. Well, <laughs> well. Let me uh, ask you, Alyssa. What what's What's the most strangest and bizarre thing you've ever heard of, either in your Uh, area or in general?
2: I guess um, in Ohio, somebody supposedly hit a Bigfoot and killed him, and the police came in and blocked off a couple miles off the road, and in the reports, it said bear, of course. And um, the sheriff that was there keeps telling everybody that was no bear. I'm trying to remember Uh what happened out here in Ohio. Whoops. And then there's been sightings and reports of Bigfoot, like stealing chickens and stuff from the Amish. I can see that, though, because they got a lot of... Food. that's
1: interesting <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah absolutely yeah i definitely believe that they would cover something up like that um it would only make sense that they would have to cover that up i mean think about it. If, that, if that got out to the public people start freaking out and panicking you know there's, there's oh, so yeah. many non-believers i've out always there. been told you know
2: when you you know and reports and stuff if you read something about a bear and don't make sense it's always a Bigfoot.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like, uh, you, I don't know, if, uh, Zach or Alyssa, I don't know if you guys remember seeing that, uh, that one news report. Uh, it went viral about the little boy that went missing for a few days and the little boy said it, a bear, a bear took care of him. Well, somebody recently brought that up and said, um, there was a misunderstanding. It wasn't a real bear, but somebody said it was somebody There was somebody from the family. uh, Somebody, no, not with the family, but somebody that knew the family. um, Supposedly abducted the little boy, and he was known as his nickname was Bear. I don't know, but that there, that was shared. I don't know. I never heard no details. Never read nothing about that. But um, I, I shared that news report in my blog, and uh, it just, it just some of it didn't add up. I I mean. you know, make you wonder, you know. But a lot of people like to believe that it could have been a big foot, well, but uh, of course they they're going to say bear. I mean, the little boy was so you, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the little boy was what, only two or three, you know. you know, Perhaps something big and hairy, yeah, the little boy's going to call it a bear. You don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I just don't see a bear tending to a child because bears when it comes to humans, bears usually oh, don't no, like to they're... be bothered, especially black bears. Black bears usually go they used to go the other way. I have I've had my shared encounters with black bears. You know, they don't like to be bothered, so but uh so I don't know. Yeah. That's interesting. But Zach, uh before we lost you, uh what was the other one you were about to share with us before you went silent? Oh my goodness, I think he went silent again. Zach. Oh, my goodness. Jack, <laughs> I'm about to fire you. <laughs> this thing's starting to piss me off. Uh, oh. Uh, no. Uh, I don't know. What is it, your signal? Your connection? Like, I barely,
0: whenever I was getting ready to read it off. Wow. And now I'm getting feedback. I don't know what it is. Yeah,
1: I can hear you. It sounds like, are you sound like, you haven't you have, yeah, you have earbuds or anything plugged into your device? Oh, that's weird. Yeah, because I like I said I'm strictly through my phone, and I mean I'm I'm wireless right now because I I'm using my Bluetooth earpiece. Yeah. So, although I got a brand new microphone. My brand new microphone wouldn't work in my phone, so I'll have to wait till I hook that up to my laptop. So.
0: I'm going to kill that cat, and he keeps <laughs> knocking it over to the trash can.
2: <laughs> great. It's funny.
1: <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> well, Zach, let's try this again. I- I'm interested to hear this other story you had. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And and it happens again. Oh, Lord have mercy. Well, let's see what happens here. Uh, <sighs> well, if we could get him to come back on here to share that, you know, share that story. I don't know. Zach, yeah, if you're hearing us, you'll have to try it again because you're not with us right now. You're like totally silent. And Zach, are you with us? I, I just heard. Nope, oh, he jumped off. All right, he'll try to come back on here in a second. Well, right, last time uh, we had him on here, he didn't have no issues at all. So, hear yeah. me. Hmm. Can you hear me? All right, here he is. I
2: again. don't know what was wrong Zach, going on. I
0: had two windows yeah, open, you. and this we was getting feedback. No, I'm sitting in oh, my chair what, on were Safari. You, are you sitting in your vehicle?
1: Huh. Well, while we got you, uh, let's go to try to share that story. I'm, I'm okay. Uh, the infield uh, monster. To it. Uh,
0: some people they didn't know whether to call it an alien demon or genetic mutation. The infield horror encountered in Infield, Illinois, is one of the absolute strangest creatures ever to be chronicled in cryptozoological lore. The bizarre string of events that would eventually stir the small Illinois town of Enfield into a frenzy of fear began on the chilly night of April 25th, 1973, when a young boy named Greg Garrett claimed to have been attacked by a truly bizarre beast while playing in his backyard. The child described being as having no less than three legs, grayish, slimy skin, short claws, and reddish eyes. The creature apparently stamped on the boy's uh, feet with its own three, apparently clawed uh, foot-like appendages, tearing his tennis shoes to shreds. Greg, crying hysterically, wasted no time scoring <clears throat> away from the fan and back into the relative safety of his parents' house. Although young Greg's encounter was technically... The first on record, the one that brought this creature to an variety, came just a half hour later, when the Garrett's neighbor, one Henry McDaniel, and his family had their own face-to-face encounter with this unbelievable entity. At about 9.30 in the evening, the McDaniels returned home to find their two children, Henry Jr. and Lil, in terrified stupor. The children claimed that a thing and tried to break into the house through the door and a window-mounted air conditioner while their parents were gone. It was then that they all heard a scratching sound at the front door. Assuming that it was some kind of stray animal, a skeptical Henry McDaniel cavalierly approached the door and yanked it open. What he saw before him would have shaken even the most courageous man to the core. There, standing on his stoop, was the same red-eyed monstrosity that had terrified his own children and assailed the Garrett child less than an hour before. McDaniel backed away from the entity in horror, slammed the door, stumbled to the nearby closet, and retrieved a flashlight and his twenty-two caliber pistol. While his horrified family waited, Henry returned to the door, and with the conviction of a man dead set on defending his family and home, threw it back open, revealing that his first vision of this unbelievable beast had not been a hallucination. Later, McDaniel described the creature to the police. It had three legs on it, a short body, two little short arms coming out of its breast area, and two pink eyes as big as flashlights. It stood four and a half feet tall and was grayish colored. It was trying to get into the house. McDaniels opened fire on the creature, hitting it immediately, but instead of falling to the ground wounded or dead, The horrible thing merely hissed like a wildcat at the frightened homeowner. Henry, who had fired four shots at the thing, assured anyone who asked that he had not missed his quarry, when I fired that first shot, I know I hit it. Then, as unbelievable as it may seem, McDaniel claimed that the zoological oddity then tore off into the night, covering an area of approximately 50 feet in a series of just three astonishing leaps, before disappearing into the brush alongside the l and n Railroad Embankment in front of his house. McDaniels promptly called the local authorities, but when Illinois State Troopers, who responded to the call, arrived at the scene, the only evidence of the encounter that remained were a series of scratches in the siding of the McDaniels' home and dog-like prints in the yard. What made the prints so unusual was the fact that they had six-toed pad, six pads, and even more intriguingly, they had represented a three-footed animal with one track being slightly smaller than the others if mcdaniel believed that his encounter with the unknown uh, were a thing of the past he would soon realize that he was sadly sadly mistaken on the eve of may 6th he was startled awake in the dead of the night by the howling of neighborhood dogs mcdaniel pulled himself out of bed once again clam- claiming, clamoring for his firearm and with what must have been great trepidation opened his front door this time, the creature, uh, his encounter with the creature would not be so intimate. He claimed he watched the thing at some distance, uh, languidly negotiating the trestles of the railroad tracks near his home. I saw something move out on the railroad track, and there it stood. I didn't shoot at it or anything. It started on down the railroad track. It wasn't in a hurry or anything. As is always the case with this astounding event, such as this thing. It wasn't long before the press got wind of the weirdness and came out in full force, but it wasn't until McDaniel's second report that the media fringely truly kicked into overdrive. White County Sheriff Rory Prashard Jr. was so perturbed by this sudden influx of press and curiosity seekers, not to mention the alarm that was setting was settling in on the locals, he threatened to incarcerate McDaniel if he did not stop inciting panic by spreading his wildly terrifying tale. To make matters worse, well-armed posses of amateur quote-unquote monster hunters began patrolling the area near the L and N Railroad track uh, sightings. It was on one such expedition that five young men allegedly had a run-in with a creature identical to the one that Garrett McDaniel encountered with the notable addition that Uh, being that they described as being hairy the men discovered the beast hiding in the underbrush and proceeded to open fire on it but much like in the McDaniel case their bullets were unable to cause mortal injury and the monster bolted off at a speed the eyewitnesses surmised was greatly in excess of that of any human being could achieve the final eyewitness to this improbable creature was Rick Rainbow the news director of radio station wwkin kokomo indiana he and three other unnamed individuals claimed to have seen a gray stooping five foot tall entity lurking outside an abandoned house not far from the garrett and mcdaniel homes although they did not have nearly as close or for that matter as harrowing an encounter as the previous set of witnesses rainbow and his crew did manage to do one thing the others had not tape record the monster's disturbing screen it was then noted cryptozoologist lauren coleman arrived on the scene to investigate the eyewitnesses claims as well as the sound recording coleman also heard the haunting cry of the creature while searching an area where eyewitnesses claimed to have seen the thing I traveled to Enfield, interviewed the witnesses, looked at the sighting of the house the Enfield monster had damaged, heard some strange screeching, banshee-like sounds, and walked away bewildered. In the July 1974 edition of Fate magazine, Lauren Coleman and Jerome Clark featured the Enfield horror in an article entitled, Swamp Slobs Invade, Invade Illinois. Coleman even chronicled discussing this intriguing case with famed paranormal investigator as well as best-selling author of The Mothman Prophecies, John Keel, in his book Mothman and Other Curious Encounters. This reminds me of my exchange with Keel. In 1973, when we were discussing the new reports out of Illinois from Enfield, on April 25th, 1973, Mr. and Mrs. Henry McDaniel returned to their home and Henry had an encounter with a thing that looked like it had three legs two pink eyes, big biggest flashlights, and short arms on a four and a half feet tall and grayish-looking uh, colored body along the L&N railroad tracks in front of his house. Years later, Coleman would contrast his infield investigation with another he had conducted regarding a legendary creature that many uh, assume was also from alien origin, a melon-headed monster known as the Dover Demon. The infield horror was... Mo- The infield horror was my case investigation. It was much different than the Dover Demon. However, it was more like a combo phantom kangaroo, devil monkey, and swamp ape situation. Other investigators have suggested that the monster was associated with a spate of UFO sightings that allegedly plagued the region during the same period, and those uh, with a more supernatural bent have asserted that this beast, with its tendencies to be aggressive towards humans, and try to break into their homes has all the earmarks of a classic demon attack. This would not be the first time that it has been suggested that there is an apparent E.T. occult connection. While the phenomenon are not directly related, the primary witness in the Northport Devil case, Michael Riley, also claims that the creatures that have been skulking around the house he shares with his son in the West Florida community of Northport are of both extraterrestrial and demonic origin, making them, in all effects, aliens from hell. It should be noted that between the years of 1941 and 1942 in the sleepy village of Mount Vernon, less than 40 miles away from Enfield, there was a similar spate of encounters involving an anomalous leaping beast that terrorized the local populace and was reputedly responsible for numerous animal deaths in the region. Eyewitnesses claim that the Mount Vernon monster was vaguely baboon like, hence the devil monkey analogy, and was able to leap 20 to 40 feet in a single bound. Is it possible that the Enfield Horror, whatever it may be, is working on a 30 year cycle? While there are no reputable accounts of the creature coming from the 21st century, one cannot entirely count out the possibility that the thing is a long slumbering anatomical oddity that roars its head every so often to feed on animals and terrify locals, or stranger yet, an E.T. that only stops by for a bite every so often when it's in this neck of the galaxy. Whatever this creature is or is not, it has not been reported in almost 40 years. That, however, does not mean that it's still not lurking in the shadows of some old train yard waiting to return to scratch on another door in the wee hours of the night.
1: Wow, yeah. yeah, that there is pretty wild, and I mean, that does not, yeah, what was described in that whole story is definitely nothing, I can't even think of any known animal closely resembles what that was described in, in that, because, I mean, it definitely sounds like it had been something foreign of this world, I don't, you know, <laughs> it, it's Definitely sound alienated. Um, it mentions that it was gray in color. It didn't Some mention any hair or fur it or anything
0: being hairy, but a majority that- of the reports of the infield horror said it was just scaly, gray skin.
1: Wow. And and yeah, the three legs too. I mean, I mean. I mean, I don't know. Whatever it was, I mean, again, could that have been the deformity, or if it is of some kind of extraterrestrial, that's something bizarre, you know? Because most people describe when they have extraterrestrials, you know, you know, you usually have gray little gray men, or you know, grayish greenish color, you know, no hair, but but big big eyeballs like flashlights that there. I mean, because you know. The image I got in the head, you would think the way it would, you know, describe it, it sounds like something like a little kid would draw up, you know. But you know, this guy, this here, even went to the extreme and had, you know, press. Uh, you know, the press came to this, and or, you know, because this, the word got out. uh Yeah, that's that was pretty wild, though. I mean, I could. I, don't know, I almost felt drawn into that story. Like as you were sharing that information, it's like. I, I was like almost getting visualized. I was visualizing everything as you were sharing that. So, um, all right, hold on one second. Um, all right, you yeah, know, Alyssa just told me she got kicked out. Uh, yeah, so I told her to just come back in, just click the link again. Um, I don't know. That's pretty wild. And that that there that there happened in, um, um,
0: yep, seventy-three. Stiloies. At about the same time, the big muddy monster wow. was happening over in Murphy's on the other side of the state.
1: Damn. I don't know. What did you think about that story, Alyssa? Pretty wild, ain't it? I don't know if she's muted or what. She said she she said she was back in. Huh. I don't know. But I don't know. Um. I don't know. She may she may have to officially jump all the way off and come back in. But but um. Now, Zach, is that the first you heard of that story, or are you familiar with that yourself? Or
0: one of my old. Lives that I uh, d- used to do story time with Blimp here a couple years ago. That was actually one of the first reports I've actually uh, told on story time.
1: <laughs> now uh, you may you may have one, but do you, is there an image, an illustration of what this uh, what,
0: was, uh, what this yeah. was described as this here? What I'm seeing now in Messenger is actually a, an artist rendition of what they were seeing. Right.
1: Wow, okay. I see that. Yeah, Some people said thought weird. that
0: there was a a kangaroo that someone let go. I mean, I described it to my granddad and he thought it was a kangaroo. I'm like, "But what would a kangaroo be doing in White County, Illinois? There ain't shit to do there."
1: well here's the other thing too it's funny that you mentioned kangaroo because I mean that was one of my thoughts too but you know the thing is I got the thing about it you know kangaroos have short arms they have two legs and their tail just drags down behind them but and the but big eyes this year, yeah. on three feet yeah exactly yeah that's crazy Ah, God. Now it makes you wonder what, where, where does if this creature was original? If this creature originated from something, you know, wonder if there's any more like it, you know, or anything that's in hiding, you know, you know, cause you don't hear about no, you know, as far as we know, we don't hear no other weird sightings like that. Cause, but then again, you wonder if people saw something like that today. You know, because a lot of people see Bigfoot and don't like to report it because they're afraid of being made fun of or ridiculed. So you wonder if people are going to see something strange like this that is completely foreign, foreign and alien, alien that appears to be alienated, you know, from, you know, it just really gets you faking. So, uh, I don't know. Um. Let's see. Um, all right. I don't know if Alyssa will be able to jump back on. She said she she just messaged me and said she don't know what's going on. So, um, All right. Well, that is definitely interesting. Uh, um, yeah, because I'm glad Alyssa shared her sighting earlier. Uh, I was glad to hear that. And the stories from out of Illinois. They're getting weirder her- and weirder. They are very fascinating. Uh, I'm not- yeah. Yeah, most definitely. So, and I can't wait to see the big uh, the documentary and the movie on. Um, but um, yeah, I can't wait to hear the, uh, the oh, documentary yeah. on the big that's muddy monster. That's be really
0: good. I mean, they just yeah. released the cover of it, and I, I shared it on Facebook. It's pretty cool looking, and especially, and especially yeah. it's oh yeah, got, it's that. pretty good cool too. Especially to go and be sharing the same, you know being a part of the same documentary as Chad Lewis and Kevin, uh, Kevin Nelson and Ch- Chad Lewis. Um, yeah. he's, uh, I think they said that he is a, uh, a, uh, let me see. I know he's from, uh, uh, E. Claire Wisconsin. And, uh, he's been studied the, Oh, oh. Uh, shoot. The Wendigo for a majority of his life. Okay. And uh, you know, and I mean, Kevin Nelson and them—they actually had a part in writing the uh uh, the uh, the Big Muddy Monster. Whenever they actually wrote their book here about a year and a half ago. And they actually had a uh, big signing party of the uh, book back in uh, Murfreesboro. I mean, it's it's was it's turning out it's going to be a pretty good uh, type of deal. And hopefully, hopefully, if I get out there to Virginia, nice. I'll bring it with me, and we can have a screening of it there at the conference.
1: Yeah. Uh, but- Try if yeah, if you're able to get out of here, um, definitely try to see if you could, uh, you know, have some extra oh. copies to sell there. So um, finally, and, <laughs> all right, Alyssa made it back. She jumped. I have right the ghost in my house. Okay? <laughs> yeah. My house um, is haunted. Yeah. So
2: that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there you go. There you go. Ghost, blame actually, it on you know, the blame I it on the, the ghost.
2: <laughs> and it's his ghost that.
1: Oh, I do is remember here, he, he, he uh, about that. Yeah,
2: mess with me and my mom. So I blame him because, like, I laid stuff on the front table like the other day. I brought down my TV remote from my room. I laid it on the table, and somehow, ended it back upstairs in my room. So, I blame my brother for messing up with my phone. Wow. <laughs> oh, he does stuff like that all the time so to yeah, me and my mom. That's like, actually pretty will cool. He slam doors, <laughs> open them all the time. And me and my mom are in the middle of moving. And wow. it's gotten a lot more worse. <laughs> like, way more worse since, yeah. And we know it, Tim. I mean, there's something pretty else true, here, isn't. too. But it's definitely my brother. <laughs> a little stinker. Even in the afterlife, he's still messing with me. Wow. 22, 21?
1: How old was he when he passed?
2: Yeah. Beat cancer twice as a kid. And oh, okay.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, okay. Huh. I am 28. Uh, yeah, I'm just curious. I was curious. How
1: old are you, Alyssa?
2: Oh, shut,
1: shut oh, okay. <laughs> getting old. Oh, getting
2: get on old. I <laughs> I have my ligaments and my knees are stretched out, and that... I'm a nursing age, so I've been feeling it. <laughs> like, with my knee, I've been feeling it because I have to like, pick up people and yeah. stuff. Oh, I've been feeling it. I'm like, oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> yeah. Zach's Zach, getting old. Sucks. He's only what 25? twenty-five. Oh, he's like twenty-four. Twenty already? I thought you still. I keep thinking you are. I, I keep thinking you're still in your earlier twenties. <laughs>
0: I've already had one heart attack. <laughs> oh,
1: <boy>. Okay. <laughs> Remember
0: what? Wow.
2: <laughs> Somewhat.
0: Remember, you were going and yeah, you I were you what, and Michael I did, Cook. I were remember fun what happened because I had all the wires hooked up to me.
1: Oh, yeah, I don't remember <laughs> making fun of you. <laughs> um,
2: well, I
1: Well, interesting
2: stuff besides big. Don't that's try not to, to
1: get me. diabetic. Like. Oh yeah. Well, how about uh, Um, yeah? We got a few more minutes. How about you? Yeah, I went on
2: a ghost hunt a couple years ago, and probably I went with the guys from Tennessee Wave Chasers, and we was at old Banner Hospital, and we was sitting there, and probably right in front of me, I heard a growl. It was the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> um, wow. I'm pretty sure I've been stopped by Bigfoot or something at Salt Fork. I don't know what it was. And there was some kind of a cat huh. spirit in my in my house. Cause I have a I have two cats, with so one cat's my oh, ex wow. boyfriend's. But my cat, she's dark, and what? my bedroom's right next to the stairs, and there's like a wall by the stairs, and I seen a cat sitting there, so I thought it was my cat. So I was yelling at my cat name, yelling at my cat's name, and my cat likes to ignore me, you know, like what cats do. <laughs> so like, okay, brass, so I turned on my light. And it was gone, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, right. whatever, and turned it back off, and it wasn't there anymore. I'm like, what the hell just happened? And I have a little fun fact. Um, I'm related to, you heard a legend of the Mothman about Chief Cornstalk, right? Well, I am related to Chief Cronstock, who is related to start the whole Mothman legend in Point Pleasant. It's supposed to be a curse to the white people. Well, I'm related to Chief Cronstock and the
1: people
2: that killed him. him too. (laughs) So, whenever I'm down in that area, like when I stay at my friend's house, I always have a dream of two glowing red eyes. But only when I am in that area. Nowhere else. I can't figure it out what it is. I don't know if it's him trying to tell me something. Oh, wow. what? And I've asked many people, like mediums and stuff. They don't even know what it means.
1: And this was oh, uh, this is only when you're in Nobody the else. area and we, uh, Assume, I around Point pleasant.
2: pleasant for it to happen. Wow! Because he lives about thirty minutes from that area. And as soon as I step foot down that way, I always have that dream, always. And it's wow. that for a very long time. It's like huh. so a little bit, and it disappears. That's pretty so interesting. Like, okay, what is this supposed to mean? Like, is he trying to tell me something? Is he trying to reach out to me,
1: or what? Man. Wow. You you got some pretty interesting stories. I tell you, I got some friends of mine, uh, which I got invited. Uh, they just invited me to come on to share my story and some other information. I'm going to actually speak to them and oh, okay. uh, see if I can get you on there. It's called My Paranormal Experience. <laughs> so yeah um uh, they're actually working on um i only spoke very little of this i have already had some filming done um from one independent film producer um we're working on a documentary well the people that invited yeah, me to I've come on on this paranormal experience show is uh mm. yeah they uh they actually do uh regular paranormal they actually mm. have a regular paranormal uh uh crew here in Virginia. And they do, yeah, they have some shows, uh, They uh, their episodes get aired on different uh, networks and stuff. So, and, uh, they've been wanting to do, they they want to do a Bigfoot episode. So, um, they definitely plan on doing some work with me here and sometimes, yeah, sometimes soon. So we hopefully we can have that available, uh, at the conference here this year. So yeah, most definitely. Um, yeah, they're gonna get in contact because he—they uh, messaged me earlier and uh, they said they'll contact me tomorrow um, to let me know some yeah. details and how that, you know, because I was like, yeah, just let me know yeah. when, where, and how how they want me to do it. So, <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, that that was actually very Absolutely. interesting. Between yeah, Absolutely you and Zach, you guys shared some pretty good cool stuff tonight. So, <laughs> and uh, that we'll. Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to have good. plenty more uh, episodes here where we could talk and share more. So, um, That's fine. yeah. So, uh, but yeah, unfortunately, we're going to hey, go ahead and call it a mm-hmm. night. Um, yeah. And then, until um, next time, um, I have another show coming up Friday, but I'm not okay, sure no, if I'm going to be know, doing it before that or not. It's a random so thing I really if I decide to do so. i are going to be able
2: to be on because I work from 2 to 10?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So just let
2: me know. I may be home, I may not, because I oh, know. Oh, okay, okay.
1: <laughs> All right, that's totally understandable. Yeah. I know Friday, Um, well, yeah, it would definitely be at 9 o'clock. Okay. So yeah, I don't have my grandson have, with me, so I've got to make sure he's in bed. Virus so. <laughs> we don't have that
2: many residents in my facility right now, so we can't have too many age on the floor, so if we have too many, oh. they send people home, so I might get lucky and get sent home, so. <laughs> but they usually don't send me home because i work too hard so they don't like oh there you go <laughs>
1: uh well that's well that's a good thing at least you you know you oh, had, yeah. they like you working there and you know and you're getting some hours so that's good <laughs> thank you so, okay well alissa uh, i want to thank you very much for uh being a part yeah, of our, our, our podcast and for future listeners uh Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. And yeah, for future listeners, uh, yeah, Alyssa is now a part of our, uh, our panel. So, and, um, and ladies and gentlemen, until next time, uh, this is Daniel Benoit, your host of ECBRO Bigfoot radio. So, till next time.